This is All India Radio. Welcome to Science Serial, Life Must Go On. All India Radio, in collaboration with Vigyan Prasar, presents Science Serial, Life Must Go On, based on understanding and managing sustainable development. Episode number 14, titled Modern Energy, Universal Right. Come in, come in. Namaste, Sandeep Uncle. Haven't met you for a long time, so I decided to drop in. You did a good thing. Sudha, Sudha, do you hear me? Ananya is here. Oh, is it? How are you, Ananya? I thought you had gone away to work with the indigenous tribals. Yes, Auntie, I had. I returned just yesterday, but missed Sandeep Uncle so much that I dropped in today. How sweet of you. Ananya, have you decided to work with the tribals on energy? Sudha, we will find out soon enough. Why don't you ask Suresh to make us some tea and snacks, please? Well, of course, that goes without saying. <laughs> Suraj, Suraj, make some tea, please. Okay, ma'am. So, how was your trip? I think you stayed there for about a month, didn't you? Yes, uncle. There is an NGO that works on the mainstreaming of the Adivasis. They had invited me over. So they wanted to introduce a journalist like you to the nuances of tribal lifestyle? Well, in a way, yes. They wanted to introduce me to the tribal way of life. But they also wanted me to provide some solution. However... However... What is this however? If there is some problem, please share it with me. Maybe someone like me, a scientist, who works on the energy issue, may be able to provide a solution. Yes, uncle. Energy is the root of the issue. And if we can find a solution, then it will be of great benefit to the farmer and to the tribals too. Ananya, your career has just been launched and you have taken such interest in journalism. If we can find an inexpensive and sustainable alternative to energy resources being used, that would truly be a giant step for the world and the environment too. But are there really any such viable technology? I don't know. After the climate change accord, there was talk of a green climate fund and some amount did flow into this fund. However, the poorer nations and the developing nations do not have access to any viable technology connected to green energy. Well, with the exception of solar energy maybe? Solar energy has enormous potential. It's being swiftly embraced by the nation. You know that? Your auntie has even represented her institute and delivered a lecture on solar energy at the Delhi University. But solar energy will only work as long as the sun is shining. What will happen when the sun sets? Oh, once the sun sets, the battery that has been charged throughout the day will light up the night. Ah, Suraj, there you are. Please keep the tea here. Okay, ma'am. But auntie, the solar panels are expensive and the solar panels are often uprooted during storms. Under the circumstances, how will we ever be able to provide uninterrupted and inexpensive power supply to the villages and towns? Listen, 
Let's come to grips with the technology first. Then we will talk of expenses. German architect Andre Brosel has created a transparent globe or let us say orb-like lens that can focus energy from the sun and concentrate it onto small surface of tiny solar panels. Compared to standard solar panels, the glass orb occupies just 25% space and is doubly efficient. Yet, it is foreign technology, granted a good one and efficient. But what about night time? Will it still work? Well, Andre's company is customizing chargeable devices from items as different as mobile phones and electric cars. What about the cost? It is a little expensive at the moment. But once demand picks up, the prices will drop automatically. You know, this technology has been shortlisted for the World Technology Award this year. Of course, it remains to be seen if it wins or not. Well, massive efforts are on to find out alternative sources of energy that are inexpensive and sustainable. Some discoveries may have been made, but the quest is far from being over. That will always be the case. As long as the human race survives, the search will never end. Some will be relevant, others… Uh -uh -uh. There is nothing intrinsically right or wrong in science. It is a quest for knowledge. Sometimes a technology criticized during a period in time has been lauded in another. Mankind has for long known how to make hydrogen from water. Hydrogen's combustible nature was a reason behind many brainstorming sessions. So some people started using water to drive cars, others used it to drive troms. Still, these uses are more innovation, not inventions. Uncle, do you mean if we fine-tune an old and well-known technology and make it more efficient or simple to use, it will still not count as an invention? Well, not entirely, Ananya. See, if you store hydrogen under very high pressure, it may explode. However, nanocarbon tubes created with this purpose are more robust than steel. Nano meaning a factor of 10 raised to the power minus 9 or one billionth of a meter. But hydrogen has been implicated in many accidents, hasn't it? Have we developed technologies to handle it securely? Uh, well, this is little difficult to claim. But yes, we have heard some exceptional success stories and results that make us optimistic enough to say that perhaps someday we will find a solution to the energy crisis and that too without using the sun. Energy without using the sun? Yet hydro energy or energy from water and nuclear energy are such example anyway. Actually, I'm interested in learning more about clean, inexpensive and sustainable source of non-solar energy that will benefit our villages and tribal areas. How wonderful, Ananya! You are a journalist. However, you are aware about your social responsibilities and do not limit yourself to simply reporting the news. This is commendable. Sudha auntie, I have had the opportunity to meet with so many different types of people and organizations. For example, businessmen, scientists, doctors, etc. And NGOs of different kinds, citizen communities, you'd name it. I think that a journalist has unrivaled opportunities to network. So I think, why not to take everyone together 
and do something worthwhile some journalists are doing so that is the right attitude if only people could overcome their concerns for selfish gains and rise above self-serving interest to contribute to help those who are at the bottom of the social strata well then solutions will always be found see the emphasis today is on solar power and wind power take for example france's iconic eiffel tower two wind turbines have been installed here to harness the energy of high velocity winds blowing over the tower the initiative was aimed at providing electricity without any consequences for the environment the japan aerospace exploration agency or jaxa has announced its plans of long range wireless power transmissions by deploying solar panels in space and sending the generated power back to earth without any transmission lines whatsoever so the technology does exist but almost half of the global population relies only on solar power for energy and can you imagine development without electricity no uncle it is not possible to talk development and not include electricity i am also on a quest for cheap and reliable source of energy some agencies have collected a corpus to this end however all advance seems to hit a roadblock at solar energy and to tell the truth the fund is also not enough now since you are searching you will surely find a solution maybe it is lying unrecognized in some laboratory it could transform everything if it falls into the right hands the hands of a journalist and a businessman who can take it up and implement it that is possible auntie does such a technology exist uh such a technology you must have heard about the hydroelectric cell huh no uncle i don't know about any hydroelectric cell i know about the photoelectric cell or solar cell but hydroelectric cell no sorry uh well it looks like your quest is at the end the hydroelectric cell is the brainchild of an indian researcher yes hydroelectricity cell or a cell that can produce electricity from water this was a goal many huge research organizations across the world had been pursuing however success was claimed first by the indian scientist dr r k kotnala wow what a huge achievement yet dr kotnala is calmly sitting on this discovery i must meet him i want to know the details uh Oh, how we can arrange for you to meet him? You know, he's a scientist at Delhi's CSIR National Physical Laboratory. He has received many awards, and the best thing is that a few days back your auntie ran into him at a local cafe. Yes, I did. Here, here. Take this. It is his contact number. Actually, I had presented my research paper on the effects of particulate matter on the lungs. and i found out that dr kotnala had contributed to characterization of particulate matter for india and now we keep in touch so can you arrange for me to meet him it is 6 pm now so perhaps i should meet him tomorrow it is late really <laughs> sometimes your journalists are so divorced from reality scientists like dr kotnala 
Do not work 9 to 5 shifts, my dear. It has been a regular habit of his for the last 25 years or so to stay on in the lab till 9 or 10 p.m. Even on Saturdays and Sundays. Oh, he's a very committed person then. Dr. Kotnala, I mean. <laughs> News may be cooked up from hot air, but work? Real research work goes on non-stop, night or day. Okay, let me talk with him then. Is it possible? Yes, of course. Let me try. Hello? Oh, Dr. Kotnala? Ji, namaste. This is Dr. Sudha. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, I need a small favour from you, doctor. My niece, Ananya, she is a journalist. And she would like to interview you for her newspaper. And she also wants to know about the hydroelectric cell. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, she will be there in half an hour. Many thanks. Thank you, doctor. Namaste. So, Ananya, your work is done. Now reach Dr. Kotnala's lab quickly. Ah, uh, uh, now don't just rush off. At least taste some of these pakoras. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Uncle. You and Sudha auntie enjoy the pakoras. I'll have some when I return. Come in. Namaste. I'm Ananya. Dr. Sudha rang you. Uh, yeah, come in, come in. <laughs> so, you're a journalist. Dr. Sudha mentioned it. Come take a seat. Ananya, this is my colleague, Dr. Jyoti. She contributed a lot to the development of the hydroelectric cell. Namaste. Namaste. Uh, tea or coffee, what will you have? Sir, there's no need to order anything for me. Who will bring tea or coffee at 7pm? That is after office hours in an organization. We brew tea or coffee in our labs ourselves. Let's make three cups of coffee. As you please. So, go on Ananya. Fire away. What do you want to know? Mm, what is hydroelectric cell? Hydroelectric cell? Uh, it is a pellet made up of lithium substituted magnesium ferrite on which water molecule comes in contact. Then it dissociates into hydrogen ion and hydroxide ion. Those ions are collected and separated by two electrodes, silver as a cathode, zinc as an anode, and then it develops about 1 volt voltage and a current of 30 milliampere in a 1 inch square hydroelectric cell. Is the hydroelectric cell a completely Indian invention? Yes, it's a really big invention from India and globally it is a wonderful, incredible invention. What has been the total expenditure on making this hydroelectric cell? It is a very low cost uh, device fabrication and we are using all Indian machinery, Indian raw materials and when we talk about how it is to be produced and for an industry how much one has to do it, if industry feels that a, a good production is to be done, then also the capital intensive requirements are very low for equipment instrument. In fact, if we say it's a 7 crore initially to work with this cell and to produce cell in production. On the other hand, if today we try to do same thing with the solar cell, 
you need to have at least 450 crore approximately to initiate and to produce solar cell such low capital expenditure and such a brilliant technology yet it is lying in the lab why is this so does the market not trust indian technology uh, when we say it is to be used in villages particularly rural areas remote areas at a low cost and no input cost and you need not to see whether there is a sunshine or not like in a solar cell therefore it's a very simple and much better technology but it needs to be put from laboratory to industry there is a one step which is to be taken by some industrialist dr kotnala nano pores plays an important role in the technology that uses water to make electricity is there any chance that these pores may get blocked if yes what work is being done keeping this issue in mind nano pore in hydroelectric cell play a very important role in fact when we produce hydroelectric cell nano pores are very essential but these will be definitely blocked if there are some impurities in the water or even the zinc hydroxide which is formed that may also clog nano pore myself dr jyotisha we are working on how to remove those blockages of nano pores in fact when we talk about any batteries cells or any other appliances this kind of problem definitely come and to solve these problems scientists job and then industry is to be work and even the government can put this program in a very special unique way so that we can really work with more people more brains to solve not only this problem there would be some other problems also which need to be solved before it goes into the hand of the public dr kotnala i observe that just a touch of water activated the cell yet now that the water has dried up the led is still glowing uh, you are very much right on this issue that water from the surface has been already taken by hydroelectric cell to produce electricity out of it but nanopores which have been created in hydroelectric surface some of the water has enter into it which we cannot see with our naked eyes and once those water molecules which are inside the nanopores they keep on getting dissociated to produce electrical power therefore such hydroelectric cell can easily go up to 45 minutes by not putting any additional water even though the surface of the hydroelectric cell appears to be completely dry This technology seems ideally suited for use in the tribal areas and in the rural areas but it has potential to be used in urban areas too it can prove to be a major milestone in technology's development just a touch of moisture activates the cell can we use it in car buses truck etc it can be used for many different applications for tribal areas you are very right for rural areas it is useful where no electrical grids are available and the electricity supply is not 24 hours besides this in urban areas it can be used for many different purposes like a solar cell or batteries are used for that matter when we say that can it be used for car or in transport system Yes it has got all those potentials and we have already demonstrated small appliances 
to run with the hydroelectric cell like a small fan, then the lamps. And tomorrow in car batteries, we can definitely use it. Batteries are charged. We have to give electricity to them. Then only those are used. But in hydroelectric cell, you need not to give anything because it generates electrical power. So there is no need of charging. And it can be used for driving or running any kind of a transport vehicles also. Hydroelectric cell invention, India's big pride and one of the biggest invention in green energy revolution. Once we say that it is that important, then the government is to take a step to create at least one green energy institute for research and development of such energy sources. First, hydroelectric cell mainly. Then it can also work on transformers, power losses, minimization, so that we can save electricity also. So there can be a many different alternatives where we can save energy and also we can develop hydroelectric cell for industry in a pilot plan. So if the government begins and takes the step to take a new green energy institute, it will be really a big boon not for the Indians but for whole world that it comes quickly. Otherwise, it will take a little longer time to come in the hands of public. Thank you. I would like to take a few photographs. Please come this side, Dr. Kotnala. Yeah, sure. And you too, Dr. Jyoti. Yes, yes. Thank you. Just write. Oh, one minute. Thank you. Dr. Kotnala, Dr. Jyoti. Thank you both very, very much. You're welcome. And thanks too for this major technological breakthrough invention. I hope that your invention is utilized in every household pretty soon. And people no longer get shocked when they see the electricity bills. <laughs> there you are, Ananya. Uh, Ananya, your mom has been calling me up. Isn't your phone working? Oh, no. I was charging it at Dr. Kotnala's lab using his hydroelectric cell and I left it behind. Yes, I know. Dr. Kotnala had called. You can collect your phone from his lab tomorrow. Now come and have dinner with us. I have told your mom. Great. I'll get a chance to meet Dr. Kotnala again tomorrow. What do you think about the hydroelectric cell? Did you like it? It is spectacular, amazing, incredible. But imagine we have invented such a marvel in India. We hold a patent too. Yet no one is thinking of the business module for it. But I am convinced this technology will usher in a revolution in the field of energy. It is clear. Ananya is very impressed with the hydroelectric cells. Now the energy issues in rural area will be solved. Won't it? What do you think Ananya? Absolutely. As long as our scientists take interest and remain committed, I am certain we will find totally worthwhile and meaningful ways to resolve our problems. I love the hydroelectric cell. Now, don't you love this potato curry? Sure, I do. I love potato curry cooked in this way. <laughs> Life must go on. 
You are listening to the 14th episode of this science serial produced by All India Radio in collaboration with Vigyan Prasar titled Modern Energy Universal Right. Coordinators were Dilip Jha, Dr. R. Gopi Chandran and Dr. B. K. Tyagi. Research and script Dr. Anurag Sharma. English translation Dr. Sukanya Datta. Directed by Kajal Suri. Recording and mixing Akhya Jayawardhan. Participating artists were Nikhil Divan, Naina Sagar, Manal Saeed and Harshit. Hey listeners, please stay with us. Here are the two questions for you. The lucky winner will get attractive prize from Vigyan Prasar. The first question is, what is hydroelectric cell? And the second question is, what is LED? You can send your answers by simple post. Our address is Science Serial, Life Must Go On, All India Radio, Room Number 615, New Broadcasting House, Sunset Mark, New Delhi, 11001. You can also write on our email ID, radio at vigyanprasar.gov.in. Please do write or mail us your full name, age and profession. If associated with Science Club, do let us know the membership of your club. If you have any query or question, don't hesitate to write to us. We will be back again with the next episode of this science serial, Life Must Go On, same day, same time, next week. Till then, goodbye. Goodbye.